You're listening to 1001 Album Club, where each episode we discuss a different album from Robert Demery's book, 1001 Albums You Must Hear Before You Die. For this episode, we'll be talking about Love's DeCapo. In the room, I have Rob, Ben, mm-hmm. and Adam. DeCapo is the second studio album by the American psychedelic rock band Love, released in November 1966 on Electra Records. It was produced by Paul Rothschild and Jack Hormans. The genre is psychedelic rock or Baroque pop. One of the best West Coast folk rock psychedelic bands, Love may have been the first widely acclaimed cult underground group. During its brief period with the initial lineup, Love released three albums in three years. On Love's sophomore effort, DeCapo, Love briefly expanded into a seven-piece, furthering their genre-defying style that switched from folk rock, hard rock, blues, jazz, flamenco, and even light orchestral pop to make every song a new experience. Leader Arthur Lee's clever melodies and sharp wit reached new heights as a songwriter diving deeper into surreal imagery. Love was as comfortable performing songs such as the rattling hit single Seven and Seven Is as they were with the beautiful Baroque pop of She Comes in Colors. This album also represented psychedelia at its most reckless with the whole of side two taken up by a meandering 19-minute jam that in many critics' eyes keeps DiCapo from attaining truly classic status. What did we think of DiCapo? I agree with that last statement. I think that synopsis was really well written Mm -hmm. for... Thank you. Did you write that one? Oh, wow. Because it is a challenging group. Yeah. Um, Rob, what did you think? Loose... Oh, I thought it was awesome. Short version? You love them. Hands down, I... Like, this is the... the, Like, the breath of fresh... Whoa. What's happening? Weird. Is the drugs kicking in on me? Drugs yeah, I think, right, uh, cool. uh, <laughs> something weird happened. It's the in my Molly. <laughs> yeah, um, no, there's the uh, uh, like breath of fresh air happening like during all this like summer of love stuff. The, this sounds like a rock band, and even though it has harpsichord in the back, like it, it's still like interesting and I don't know. I'm intrigued and, by fun with a little sure, bit of hard rock. I'm yeah. sure you would think they're a challenging band. Absolutely, I didn't hate uh, side two. Uh, as far as 19-minute tracks go, I thought I was going to despise it. I still, I, I, I love side one of this, and I think it would have been a fantastic EP. Yeah, you know, if I, like, if I had this on CD, I probably would stop it after track five most of the time. And if I had this on record, I would probably would rarely flip it over. I just think that's really strong side one, and side two. Like I said, I don't hate it. I don't think I would ever intentionally listen to it that being said uh each member of the band is featured as a soloist during that nine minute jam and they're they're all fairly strong players 
I got, was it Forever Love? Maybe in like... Forever two, Changes? Yeah. Is that Forever Changes? Yeah. yeah I got out. that in like 2006 and listened to it so much. Like it was just sort of on a lot at the house when we would be hanging out on the porch. And I'm, I'm sure some of you guys remember oh, yeah. that. But, we, yeah. but that record was on there a lot. It's coming and, up, I'm sure. Yeah. I, I was always, um, I was always sort of like, depending on the moment, I c- this band really challenges me because... I like that they jump around a lot. I like that they have different kinds of songs. But I, I remember that like there would be times where I would listen to them and then I wouldn't for like a year. And I'd put it on and be like, oh yeah, this record. And, I'd, and I would not like it at all. <laughs> and then, Full disclosure with me and love is I discovered this band after like the first worst big breakup of all mm-hmm. time. So that album you were just talking about was just like yeah. <laughs> Tharsis. Um and yeah, like that 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 sticks with me for forever. Like it's still a When I listened to this record, uh I was not feeling it. And um there's a couple songs that I, like I really liked uh 7 and 7 is. Oh my god. That's so song heavy. It was so good. But then the song before it, Kevida I hated it. Like, and it was like it just was not working for me at all. And and I and I like, like sort of, what's the word I'm looking for? Playful, kind of goofy, baroque pop. I like, <laughs> I like, I do, I like some of that stuff for sure. Yeah. I mean, I'm not really a pop fan in general, but like that was just like too twee for me. Yeah. And certain songs don't like just don't hit me on this record as well as on Forever Changes. Like. I think we're listening to Orange Skies. Is that right? Mm-hmm. And the Orange Skies, when she comes in colors, I'm just kind of, I, I'm indifferent. I, I don't, I don't think I like them actually. I kind of feel the same way yeah. that you do. I, yeah. I like it when they rock. I like it when they're frenetic, and I like it when they're the word reckless. I think you chose. Mm-hmm. I like, I like it when they push the limits a little. Um, I think you can put some of the slower ones in there and sort of, it's fine, you know. But I think. There, on this record, um, I think it's more miss than hit for me, uh, especially like knowing what their stronger stuff sounds like. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I like the organ har- harpsichord. I'm not so fond of like the flute uh, interjected in a lot of the songs, and definitely seven seven is is like the most. That's the jam. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. Um, that was the one that stuck out. I was like, thank you. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was kind of amazing um, to rediscover that song because I had remembered and I've heard it yeah. times before, but I always forget that it's love. It's you the know, closing it, credits to High Fidelity. Oh, oh really? Mm-hmm. Wow, I just hadn't heard that one in a while. I hadn't yeah. heard this record in a while. Yeah, I mean, it, it, yeah, it's it's nine times out of ten when you pick love, you're gonna pick Forever Change. I think so. Yeah, I mean, totally. you're not. And that's a double, if I remember right, isn't it? I feel like it's a longer, double. or maybe the I maybe had the. CD. I think I had the but, CD that had like the extra yeah it, deluxe yeah or whatever I had a deluxe it just that's what it was yeah and I I, I think misspoke I, the end credits for High Fidelity I think is Little Red Book mm. oh is it I don't know nah, I don't know I'm, I'm doubting myself now oh. okay deal me a look our it historian up. okay needs to be fact checked <laughs> um, um, for me the, the the this is seven songs in twenty nine minutes like that, that that's a you know, it, it, it takes a little bit of, uh, like, effort, but it's, you know, it, no, nothing about this, like, bummed me out. This whole album's 29 minutes? Yep. And With one a track minutes is 19 long? minutes long? There's six No, minute, it's 35 minutes. Well, I was say, I can't be right. apparently what I was listening to is only 29 minutes, so <laughs> maybe I don't like this as much as I think I do. <laughs> I see one on you. 
surprises me that you guys are uh are not so negative on the second side just being taken up by a single you know kind of jammy I mean, I wish session it oh yeah i i i think that it it devolves into something that they they probably thought it was going to be this like epic thing that you know that they were going to do um i think it's part of their live show yeah and uh, it was really well received sure. and i think that like the the idea was to give the at-home listener a taste of their live show. Yeah. And in theory, yeah, cool. That's a cool idea. I just don't think in actuality it's that it got, had that effect. Yeah. You know? I guess I'm just surprised that you guys are like, well, the album's okay when half of it is basically a jam session. I, think I, I mean, love is good. <laughs> They're it's a great band. It's tricky because but it's, it's just, uh, strange. It's tricky because it's like you don't want to punish a band that is known for like stretching out and trying some crazy stuff. Yeah. Uh, at least I don't. And but like sometimes it's just uh, this record is just isn't working as well for me as as the one that I choose yeah. to listen to more yeah um and, and i think ev- everyone kind of agrees uh, is forever changes on this i just yes. oh, yeah i just yeah. feel yeah. like there could have been one love record let me be honest you know if yeah I'm, that's my number one take away from this is yeah like put somebody else on here like that's there's a distinct it's like the joke we keep going back to is like do we really need Three White Stripes albums. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's like honestly, the the joke of the '60s is how many fucking Birds records do we need? Yeah, and I would absolutely take uh, this over that. What the Fifth Dimension? Yep. Yeah. yeah. I mean it. It's know. a rough yeah. decade. It's it's so <laughs> weird because decade. it's like it's a celebrated decade. There's a lot of good stuff too. I mean, we're about to get to such good music. Yeah. Like there's so many good things. Like Jimi Hendrix, Leonard Cohen. Like yeah. I mean Led Zeppelin. But like, this. This is one of the first. I mean, if you want to talk about Baroque pop, that psychedelic. That's a thing. I mean, this is one of the first that is stretching. So I don't know if we can. We shouldn't necessarily punish because they're one of the originators of of that kind of. Uh, yeah. This kind of music, this sort of angular music of of coming in and out of different genres within I'm, each song. And I'm thinking maybe I just like the LA sound of this time frame versus the San Francisco sound, mm-hmm. which we've just been drowning in. Yeah. Um, th- this just, it, it sounds way, yeah, that, awesome. yeah. Such a good song. Yeah. It, I looked it up. It's, it's little red book, not seven. Okay. Awesome. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. No worries. Also a good song. I, I'm not that familiar with love's first album. their self-titled one, except, except for that song. Sorry. I'm, He's messing around. With but this. I love that song. Um, you know, what's weird though. Their self-titled album and, DeCapo 
both have a a different photograph of the band in front of the exact same stone wall. Yeah. It's it's weird. It's like you, you, you couldn't find something else to stand in front of? Nope. <laughs> Brick wall in it. Don't have a That's what we yeah, always like, say. Don't have a time. We it's always like, joke about like photo you're like what do you want to do with the photo shoot today? Well, yeah, it, let, let's let's brick wall it. It looks mm-hmm. almost like a, it looks almost like like ruins or something. Oh, stone wall in it. Yeah. And uh it's like here's us in front of this wall, and then second album's like here's us in front of this wall eight months later. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Seven and seven is is like definitely you hear like MC Five and like uh, mm-hmm. you hear uh, uh, maybe like Iggy Pop. You know, like you definitely can time to get excited basically yeah. <laughs> uh, for for just something a little more interesting and aggressive. And I, I mean. This song is definitely the thing that takes this record from a just, you know, skip it entirely for me to a give it a listen. There's this one great track. You know? Yeah, that's the interesting thing for me, though, is I don't know how I feel as a whole on the album because can one track, you know, save? What do you think about the song or, or that comes couple, after 7 to 7 is? Oh, yeah. I mean, the there's, castle? there's a couple. There's, there's I like thought that one was really th- cool. Three or four, but then... You know, you got a whole second side of something that I would just never go back to. That's what I'm saying, man. Solid EP. Yeah, yeah. I that's what I wish. I do. I or, do. or how about just write more more songs, songs <laughs> and have a you yeah. know, mon- monumental album. You know, like the next one's gonna be incredible. Yeah. Uh, and this yeah. is this is kind of their what like the second. Beach Boys. What did we have like today? And, and we all kind of said, yeah, this is like them building up. This yeah. is where you see the transition from this to Pet Sounds. You know, this is like to Capo and Forever Changes is like yeah. their, people would say their masterpiece. Yeah, for sure. So I, miss, I misspoke about the 29 minutes if you want to cut it out. Oh, no, um, that's fine. <laughs> no, the uh, the thing that is on the, the Bay Brummels, I, I jumped up and said, how is this album 29 minutes but feels like an eternity? Oh, uh, <laughs> so, <okay>. Sorry about that. <laughs> This song we're listening to right now, the castle, yeah, especially like at the beginning one. part, it reminds yeah. me of like figure eight era Elliot Smith a little bit. Totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also reminds yeah, no, me like of, the who, of the Who's, um, where they get more into the their yeah. falsetto. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, Daltrey. There's some cool of that cult falsetto and some of that. Yeah. Yeah. Arthur Lee. I thought. I mean, I've always loved his sort of like phrasings his, and his writing, his arrangements mm-hmm. and things. It's very. Very, very cool. I read somewhere years ago that around this era, like this era, Forever Changes era, he had what turned out to be an incorrect vision of his own death that he was just convinced that he was about to die for like years. He he didn't die until 2006. Wow. (laughs) I think he spent like most of his young adulthood totally convinced that his days were numbered because he had this vision that he 100% bought, which... Was it a drug vision, or...? I mean, probably. Yeah. But I mean, that's probably why he had all the guns. Yeah. He went to jail for all the guns. He went to jail for... He shouldn't have gone to jail. He yeah. went, he, he was charged with, like, like unlawful... Uh, what, what is it called when you shoot a gun when you're not supposed to? The, like, discharge of discharge, a Discharge, yeah. And it sounds like it wasn't even him that did it. It sounds like there was a fan visiting, 
and the fan discharged the firearm and like years later confessed to it. But since Arthur Lee had a few priors, he he gets he he gets arrested, and it's one of those things where if he had pled guilty to it, he would have been, served nine months. But since he thought that he could beat it, he pled innocent and served twelve years. I thought it was six years. Oh, but... maybe well, he was sentenced with twelve. Maybe he only yeah, spent probably, six. Probably did six. Yeah, years. yeah. Still crazy. Still, yeah. You ever hear that song by the Makeup Free Arthur Lee? Yeah. my baggage, hand me my stamp. I'm living in a boat, the plane wrapped. Oh, am I love, be I love, so hard to choose. If I were in my mind, it I would use. Oh. Yeah, so there, there's going to be countless bands inspired by this, this sort of cult, mm-hmm. you know, falling of, of love, for sure. It's kind of flamenco style, the, the sort of intricacies with harps and all their arrangements. It's cool also, you know, one of the first integrated rock bands. Yeah. That's neat. Yeah. Worth mentioning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how do we feel about love? I can't, this, I can't hate on love, even if they have a whole half of the albums of jam track. I, I can't hate on them. I, I, I think it deserves to be in the book, uh, especially with all the other crap that was going on <laughs> that we've had to listen to thus far. Like the, I would, Fair. I mean, I would, I would happily listen to this over just about anything that's popped up from the San Francisco and LA scene recently. Like that, that this harkens back a little bit more towards the. Uh, like the Zappa freak out to me, just like uh, sure. arrangement wise and like multimeter, like yeah, weird time signatures, neat, neat yeah. stuff. Like I, that, then that, that's a, that, those are the things that like I I'm like oh yeah my ears I'm so excited so yeah for me this is an absolute plus. For, it's really tough for me. Like if I had to pick a thousand and one albums, no, it would not make it. Um, I, it's not an album that we're gonna like hotly contest, but it's like Forever Changes would absolutely be in that book. Yeah. Um. And I just don't know that there need to be two, but uh, you know, it's I like it's like a neutral plus just for, just because I think that they're creative and I and I think that they are a great band and they're really unique and I and I like that. I just think it's a it's a weird record. Like it's a weird record in that it doesn't seem. Um, edited enough or something yeah <laughs> on one on i feel like there's a scale for me and yeah. on one end is like the second half and it's only being held up by seven and seven <laughs> yeah yeah like i totally li- agree it's li- like this heavy ass song literally literally like one song is is kind of counterbalancing the entire like second side b, side b which is crazy for me it is that cool a song yeah and especially a- when you think about the time yeah and so, the band that made it. Yeah. Like, that sounds nothing like their other stuff. I know. It's just a banger that, out of nowhere. But I find that to be really exhausting when you 
when you get a record, like imagine having heard Seven and Seven is first, and then and you were just like, oh yeah, this is my new thing, and then you get this record, and you're like, okay, this is creative, but there's nothing else remotely like this. Like, and I'm not saying that's automatically bad. Because, like, I think that that's a sign that a band has a lot of different skills. But um, it's just kind of, uh, it can be alarming when it's, when it's like, 19-minute jam or, like, two-and-a-half-minute killer bruiser, you know? It's, but, like, you know, it's a concept band, so, like, you got to just kind of go with their, their art and trust it a little, maybe, and then just say, you know, maybe I needed to have seen these guys live and just been, like, in awe of them. Yeah. I think that has a big part of this band's... Maybe that's something that, like, really matters, is that... I think I gotta go. I gotta go. No, we're now listening to the, the jam song, yeah. and I think I, I got just gotta go ne- awesome. neutral on this one. <laughs> just, be, just because it's... It it tips in... Having having just this, like, 20-minute song just, like, tips it in into this, like, zone that... If I'm taking the album as a whole... Yeah. And, and, I, and I get it. it. Like, it, the 20 minutes, there are lots of cool things that happen. Yeah, but because yeah. if there's 20 minutes of anything, odds are maybe something... Yeah. Yeah. Statistically happen. probable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's funny. That is true. Neutral for me. Neutral, okay. Neutral I can't plus. even say. Like, yeah, I'm yeah. Like, I mean, too weird. I, I think we... We Especially can all agree that Forever Love is an awesome band. In we, the book, I mean, you know. we love Love. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, it's huh. it's kind of a, a weird uh, <laughs> a weird album for this. Hey, do you know? Speaking of uh, B sides, do you know what the B side to Seven and Seven is? Was what? Want to guess? The Castle, number fourteen. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> huh. That's funny. It's just basic math, I guess. <laughs> I've uh, never heard the song number 14. I don't know it. No, I'm trying to think if I knew it. I no, know. I, I, maybe it's I'm on not that familiar with maybe it. it's on that bonus track one, but uh, some maybe. people kind of called them out for doing such a long track because uh the Rolling Stones had don- done a Gone Home and I think that was it's like 12 minutes. Yeah, I think 12 is what I remembered. Around that uh, recorded at the same studio, RCA, but released a year earlier. Arthur Lee has something to say about that. Yeah. Oh, go on. Do you have it pulled up? Yeah, yeah. So at uh, the Rhinos uh, 1980 LP compilation, Best of Love, uh, Arthur says, The song Revelation was a long jam we did so the musicians could express themselves. The Rolling Stones saw us play at the Brave New World, and they recorded a long song for their next album. After our album came out, I got the blame for copying them. He's saying, so he's use copies it, me. Yeah, <laughs> stop, stop, stop copies me. me. <laughs> <laughs> no, stop copies me. <laughs> Metalocalypse. Uh, and then a lot of people thought it was a smokestack lightning, like mm-hmm. an interpretation, but it, the song was originally called John Lee Hooker. Which is weird. It's like, did they get their references wrong? Because like part of the, they're quoting, well, not like like musically quoting smokestack lightning through part of the song. Yeah, I didn't pick up. Like, I, I don't know every John Lee Hooker song, but I couldn't... I heard more Howlin' Wolf than John Lee Hooker in, like, the bluesy parts there. Were. Uh, I, th- I think there's more... I think it'd be tinted towards John, uh, okay. John Lee Hooker, to All tell right. you the truth. Maybe more Paul Butterfield, blues man, actually. But Paul splitting hairs. Butterface. <laughs> uh, anything else uh, we want to talk about? This album, now we will... A uh, couple ones, Forever Changes will be up. Yeah, we'll be back. So... Mm-hmm. We'll revisit that one. 
Hopefully nope. they'll find a new stone wall to stand in front of. Yeah. <laughs> or just get some of the kick, most kick-ass album art of all times. There you go. I recommend the banana phone. <laughs> That's a good photo shoot. <laughs> uh, all right, that'll do it. Next time we'll be talking about the Bo Brummels and their album Triangle. Yeah. All right, thanks, Brummels. y'all.